Welcome to Postcast. The Brooklyn Nets behind a Kyrie Irving masterpiece and the Utah and a switching defense that caused the Utah Jazz major problems have defeated the Utah Jazz tonight, 117-106. Ron Boone and I are here to talk about it on Postcast. Thank you very much for tuning into Postcast. Jazz fall 117-106 to the Brooklyn Nets. Their Nets' first win since Kevin Durant went out. They're playing on a back end of a back-to-back after a really disappointing loss last night in Phoenix. They came out with the full-bore group, and they came out with a lot of energy and juice tonight. Uh, jumped out to a 14-0 run in the first quarter. Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons both playing on the back end of a back-to-back, which they don't always do. And they... Uh, Kyrie was terrific. Ben Simmons, actually, both their stars won the game. Ben Simmons defensively and Kyrie offensively. Absolutely. And just thinking about the ball game and, and the problems that the Nets give the Jazz defensively, uh, I thought was the biggest problem. Uh, as you mentioned, switching one through five, and then the center, Claxton, can do that. I mean, not every center in the league can do what Claxton is doing you know, for, for the Nets and then blocking three shots of ball game. So I think that defensive part of the ball is, is uh, part of the game anyway. It's what lost the ball game for the Jazz and what won it uh, for yep. the most part for the Nets. I mean, so they really, let's get into it. They, they play a one through five switching approach. Switching defenses take away your passing game, force you into isolation. Mike's not at a point where he can beat anybody off the dribble. It really leaves you with Colin Sexton and Jordan Clarkson playing off the dribble, and that's about it. Yeah, that was it. I mean, they did a great job. I mean, Carson uh, went 11 for 22 there from the field. He ended up playing 33 minutes and, and with 29 points, but that was it as far as anyone that could break the defense down other than uh, Colin Sexton coming off the bench, and, and he was, for the most part, scoring at, at the rim. Knocked down a couple of threes, but other than that, you know, and, and if that's the problem that the Nets were worried about, I'd be very surprised that they were worried about that. What they were worried about was marketing, um, how they can take away his game and his effective, effectiveness uh, during the course of the ball game. To Lowry's credit, he finished with 22 points. I think he had 14 in the fourth quarter. What were they doing to Lowry marketing, and why could he not get into a flow in this game? Well, they, they didn't let him the slip moves. They, he had very little coming off screens for jump shots because they were switching one through five. And then when the, the Jazz penetrated, they, for the most part, they stayed home on him because they got Claxton back there to defending the rim. They stayed home, and he did not get a lot of, of um, uncontested shots there. So they really took away the, his effectiveness, and they tried to, even when they tried to post him up, he only had one good play out of the, out of the post-up, and that was a pass that he made to the weak side of the floor because of, uh, of the double team coming at it. Yeah, Ben Simmons was all over him, and the impact of that was significant. Uh, one was that Ben Simmons... So is one of the few wing defenders who's physical enough at 6'10 to be able to handle the seven-foot marketing. Yeah, without a doubt. And you give Royce O'Neal some credit there as well because I thought Royce played as physical. As I've seen. We never saw the type of defense that he was playing tonight uh, when, when he was here. But the way they played marketing, uh, marketing's going to have to watch the film because when we play this team next time, he's got to figure out a way to be effective out there on the floor and not just uh, on, on closeouts and, you know, knocking down threes. So the off-ball action was not very productive. The 
pick and roll action ends up getting switched. So you just end up in a tremendous amount of isolation. The half-court offense for the Jazz was not particularly good tonight. And you end up with Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley, and a lot of players that just are not one-on-one players playing one-on-one. Okay, so you got, yeah, absolutely. It's just just getting back to marketing for a minute. He got, he's averaging 16 shots a game. Yep. He got 16 up tonight, 10 of them from the three-point line. And they were uh, probably good looks, but if they're if that's what they're going to make him play that way, then it's... Did he take a free throw tonight? He did not take a free okay. throw. So there's did where not he, take a free that's throw. That's where his 22 is, he's been re- averaging... Close to 29 becomes 22. Correct. Um, tonight. You know, he's still efficient. Like, I, as I said, to Lowry's credit, on a night where he was not particularly impactful, he ends up hitting some shots and scoring 14 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, Kyrie Irving was something else. 48 tonight for Kyrie. He came kind of honestly, like, I'll give him a little credit, like championship mentality. Like, we've lost four in a row. I'm going to come win us a ball game tonight. The Jazz tried a lot of different things. They tried to double him. They tried to do some things. Um... What did you see from Kyrie today? He's crafty. Uh, you, you can't stop him from doing a lot of things that he wants to do out there on the floor. And, and in particular, when he wants to get into the paint, especially if it's one-on-one. Uh, the screens that, that I, I think that Simmons sets for him is awesome. Because if he doesn't, if he's not free to the first one, then there's a rescreen. And, and you got to make up your mind. You go underneath, you go underneath, he's still going to get the three off. You go follow over the top. Now he gets into that mid-range game. So the, the two-man game there with, with Simmons is, is, is very, very effective. The other hand is that he knew that he had to score big tonight. He took 27 shots against the Phoenix Suns last night. He took 29 uh, here tonight, 15 of those coming from the offensive glass. So he knew that he had to have a pretty, big, pretty good ball game in order to win this game. Jazz had a pretty good approach on this one. They, they wanted to attack the rim offensively. And they wanted to crash the offensive glass. Those were the things. And the Jazz did do a pretty good job the best they could against that switching defense to get to the rim. And the reason they're not great rim protectors is because Claxton's out switching. And so while he does get three block shots, when he's not there, it's wide open. And the other one was they crashed the glass. The Jazz ended up with 13 offensive rebounds by the end of the night tonight. The Jazz started super cold from three. I think it was they started one of ten. They then finished 15 of their next 29, which is pretty great. Um, for the night, they shot 41% um, from three. I did, Walker Kessler was uh, feckless tonight. Why was this a night where Walker Kessler had almost no impact? I think it's because they are a one through five team that, that switches one through five. Um, I think Claxton is probably as active and, and it jumps very quick, uh, strong, and this is something he has not faced all season long. And it just took away his effectiveness around uh, around the rim. Uh, will he get better at this? Uh, you know, watching film, and, and I think Will Harden had said many, many times that uh, he learns very quickly. So we'll see what happens the next time these two teams m- meet. But he's um, got in, in trouble with the coach there as well. Yeah, he didn't pot come out on what was, I think, supposed to be a double on Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. And left him too much room, and Kyrie buried the three, and that's what happens when you play a rookie, frankly. Hasn't played Kyrie enough, doesn't quite know what to do. Might be no, it's a double, doesn't quite understand what you really, how urgent that double has to be when you're playing someone of Kyrie's ilk and then gets burned on it. Um, that was the last time we saw Walker, though he and Will did have a little tap to each other afterwards. I want to give Colin Sexton a shout-out tonight. He'll Absolutely. probably be one of our two stars. He, we were really quite poor to start the night, and he changed the game. And, and he's, he's figuring out this role on how he's going to change the game. And I, and I also think you've got to give 
a lot of credit to Will Hardy on how he's begun to use him. I think Will Hardy's figured out, like, okay, the least decision-making positions we can put him in, the most attack positions we can put in him, let him just go, and he's been really successful. Yeah, just let him play. You know, and, and uh, he can score, he, he can get an assist, he can knock down some threes, uh, and, and he played 29 minutes tonight, so... If that's the strength of his game, if that's the way he's going to help this team, then you, you just just let him go. Uh, they did that with Clarkson a couple of years ago. He got six men of the year. So, uh, But that's the effect that he has on this team. Every now and then, uh, I, I don't see when him and Conley on the floor together, like tonight was very ineffective because of the, their size. Both of them are six foot one. Yeah, 6-1 guards going to have a hard time in this league. You're going to have to be like Kyrie Irving. You're going to have to be that type. That good, yeah. That type of player to be a 6-1 guard. Donovan Mitchell, Kyrie Irving type. All right, two stars time. Haven't seen any votes come in yet. Um, what do we got for your two stars? Well, it has to be Sexton or, and, and Clarkson. Clarkson really just. Yeah, without maybe Clarkson ended up with 29, but he just took the burden of the night. Like, yeah. I mean, he just, every possession was just winding down with him going one-on-one and Trying to beat guys the best he could. That's a, that's a that's a he's a tired guy, right? I mean, that's a tiring night tonight. It's funny you bring that up because I've always felt this that if you play a ball game, you play in 35 minutes, 38 minutes in in a ball game, and, and after the ball game, if you're not sitting in the locker room like you're just tired, then you, you didn't play hard. Well, we talked about it a lot last night, last year that the problem the, the problem the problem last year is that Danielle House and Wancho Herman Gomez stood out. Right, like they shouldn't have they shouldn't have stood out last year. This team. Has not had that problem this year. All right, we get the weekend off, which is kind of stunning. Um, So we'll be back with you Monday for Charlotte. Locked on Jazz will be back with you Monday morning. Jazz lose tonight to the Brooklyn Nets, 117-106. Great to see Jacques Vaughn, former Jazz man, who was the head coach, or excuse me, the head coach of the Nets, but was with the Jazz for the second of the NBA Finals run. He told us a bunch of stories, helped the broadcast a great deal, so we greatly appreciate that. Uh, Have a great night. On behalf of Ron, I'm David. Have a good one.